Sisters Talk Brothers is a spoiler-filled podcast about the TV show Supernatural. Music credit goes to Hans Adam and their song in the Creative Commons called Paint the Sky. Driver picks the music, Shotgun shuts his cake hole. On with the show. And hello, world. How are you guys? Tell us. We want to know. <laughs> Welcome to Sisters Talk Brothers. We're not experts. We're sisters. I just, I love you more each time you say that. Uh, a weekly show where we watch the Winchester Brothers do their thang, and then we talk about it after. In detail. Excruciating, personal, intimate detail. A style we like to call family style. <laughs> No, no, we don't. <laughs> that phrase is forever in my life because working in a preschool setting, they encourage you to eat with the children at lunchtime, family style. How? What? Which means like? there's a center dish and everybody serves themselves out of a center dish. Family style. That's family style? That's family style. Uh when... When the bowls are on the table so and you like dish... So like Thanksgiving, where you have all the food out on the table. Family style. Why don't they call it Thanksgiving style? Family style. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I had no answer for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. That's lovely. You know, uh, teaching kids about family eating traditions. It's, it's, it's supposed to give a sense of community. And also so the kids have independence in serving themselves, that the teachers are Community aren't just... style. <laughs> Community style. But Hannah, we're family. This is a family show. Do you have the papers to prove it? Yes, I do. That's creepy. <laughs> so many documents. <laughs> Whole folder full. Proof that this bitch is my sister. I mean, how often do you need to prove that? That mm. you just have it around? No, it Daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. You, or... Who are you proving or, it to? So, piggybacking on Your the disturbing... <laughs> the disturbing end Are they of, concerned? <laughs> piggybacking onto the disturbing ending of last week's episode. Uh, it's good to have documentation saying that we are, in fact, sisters. Because on more than one occasion, when you and I have been out in public together, people have asked if we were a couple. So, it's good to have those documents being like, you know, no, sisters. Really? Just sisters. You don't remember this? No, do tell. One time, I was visiting at home, and the fair was in town, so I took you out to the fair. <gasps> that was a great evening. I've yeah, never actually played the carnival games before, so thank you. I had a great time. Yes, and I and one of the... Of course it was a guy, but one of the guys working one of the game booths. When I tried to like, win a rabbit? Yeah. Said, so are you guys, a, like, girlfriends? <laughs> and and we were both e immediately squicked. And well, because, I mean, do, do siblings not hang out? And why you gotta be assuming? Well, I think it's because you're so freakishly tall. 
and we don't look anything alike, but we have that super affectionate sister style. Okay, okay. Well, I will counter you with the fact that you, me, and our mother have the exact same eyeballs in our skull. We share eyeballs? Well, I'm saying they look exactly the same. Like, all of our facial features may be different, but the color of our eyeballs are the same. But my eyeballs change colors. Well, you're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. Lying about my eyes. Okay, well, Uh, fine. When your eyes are blue, they're the same blue as mine and our mother's. Yep, I just Ah. nail that specific point in the spectrum. It's ocean blue. Mm, very nice. Um, and there was another time when you came to Knoxville to visit me and I took you to the salon to get your hair did because I got that discount at the time. Nice. And everybody working there knew, knew that I was gay. And so they saw this tall person who looks nothing like me that I'm just being superly affectionate with. <laughs> and they're like, oh, hey, that's your girlfriend? I'm like, oh, no, that's my sis. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why does this keep happening? Don't they know we're siblings? I don't think they care. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, and hopefully this is the last time we talk about this. So, Hannah. Kendall. My darling sister. Today, we are talking about a very special episode of Supernatural. How special? This is episode of Supernatural was so wham-bam-damn special that they decided to make a whole anime episode out of it. They did. I forgot that there there is is an animated series. There's a Supernatural anime! Yeah, yeah, there is. There totally is. So, (laughs) Hannah. Hannah. Yeah? You know what we're going to do if we ever get a Patreon. Our donor-only episodes are going to be us watching the Supernatural anime. Yes, please. please. I'm I'm a little bit terrified. Can can our first episode be me showing you the abridged episode? Please. Should we start with the abridged episodes and then go into the full episodes? Please. Well, since you asked so nicely, all right. (laughs) So, that is why I asked you to prepare your favorite animes or favorite manga or both to share with the class. Okay, um... Family style. I went uh, top three on both. Okay. Well, just because. You got Um, that that Japanese love, which is I. uh, My top three anime, I picked two older and one newer. The two older would be... Cowboy Bebop. Nice. And Inuyasha. Classic, classic. And the newer would be Yori on Ice, because I feel like it's so groundbreaking. I remember when Tumblr was losing its shit over Yuri on Ice, and I had no access to anime that I wasn't already paying for. <laughs> Crunchyroll. I don't have Crunchyroll. And somebody won't share their Crunchyroll login information with me. That's so I sad. thought we were family. I don't have I don't have Crunchyroll. Then why did you offer up Crunchyroll like it's an option? Well, my friend Nate has Crunchyroll. So you use Nate's Crunchyroll? Yeah. But you won't let me use your Nate's Crunchyroll. 
I see how it is. I mean, I, I would see. give you Nate's Crunchyroll if I had access to it right now, but I don't even have Wi-Fi. Uh-huh, I need to fix your life. <laughs> Please? <laughs> my anime that I thought of, Sailor Moon. Yes. My oldest and dearest anime love. But my more recent, and it's not even recent anymore, because I haven't watched anime in a major way in a long time. But the anime that comes to mind that is just wowie was My Hime. I remember that show very fondly. That show was gay AF, and I yeah. loved it. Great music. Pretty fan service but I, I like the boobs. So, I mean, they're not real, but it's super <laughs> If not it's not real, I can look all I want. <laughs> what are you going to do, sue me? They're not real boobs, but also they're not drawn in a realistic way. And so it's just like, they're, it's all fantasy pretend. <laughs> also, magical beasts and weapons and shit. It, it's fun times. Great oldies. What kind of manga are you into? Manga, my number one is Lovecom. It was one of the first mangas that I had bought at a Scholastic Book Fair in middle school. And just a couple of years ago, I finally had purchased the last in the series and, like, completed it. So, like, from middle school to adulthood, just reading this manga, growing up with it. Um, it's, 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 it's good. Uh. Yeah. I am so jealous of the world you lived in. Like, <laughs> you got manga at a scholastic book fair? Yeah. I still remember the first time I found a CD from Japan at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> and how me and my best friend at the time were like, oh my god, that's just amazing. Because we were like fucking abusing the shit out of Napster to try and get <laughs> anything out of Japan. Remember when Books a Million, which, do Books a Million even exist anymore? When I found manga at Books a Million and they were $15 a pop and I'm like, okay, take my money. Ugh, you're so privileged. I won't say lucky, <laughs> but privileged. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've been lucky and privileged in my life. <laughs> uh, the only manga I could think of that I super duper loved and actually somewhat finished was The Wallflower. Do you know that one? Yeah. Yeah, super goth girl hates everything beautiful because this one time a boy calls her ugly, so she just fucking embraces yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah. ug. The manga is good. Love, love, love the manga. Do not watch the anime. If you can help it, don't watch the anime. Okay, will not watch the anime. Okay. I just saved your life, okay? <laughs> Anyways, uh, Hannah, I think it is time. It's now that time. we have put ourselves into an anime frame of mind. Let's talk about this non-animated episode. <laughs> Season 1, episode 5. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. <gasps> I'm scared. I hope there wasn't any reflective surfaces around you. I'm staring at my laptop. There, There is a mirror, like, across the ways from me. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> How dare you put this on me? Well, I put it on both of us, okay? I'm sharing it family style. Oh my god. Let it go. Uh, we 
I have a previously on, and can somebody please edit this previously on? It gets better. I'm pretty sure shit has happened since the pilot, right? Things have happened. The plot yeah. has progressed since the pilot. Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. We are in Toledo, Ohio, which is a real place. It totally is. And it's also apparently Kripke's hometown. Kripke, the person who made all the supernatural shit happen. Eric Kripke. Yes. That man. That dude. <laughs> the man behind the plan. <laughs> man, that plan was... Shazam? No. No. Moving on. We're at a slumber party. And I remember slumber parties. Do you remember slumber parties? I remember slumber parties. I had ah. one. I, I think I had one or two. Maybe usually around birthdays. This girl, though... She is popular. She's having a slumber party just because, it looks like. Mm -hmm. And they are already playing Truth or Dare, these little baby preteens. And I thought the truth aspect of this little game they're playing was really thematic for an episode that's all about keeping secrets and honesty. And mm -hmm. Yeah. There are no parents to be seen. They are carrying around candles. There is open flames downstairs, and this is just okay with these children. Yeah. Uh, the girl is dared to go do the Bloody Mary thing, and everyone's like, ooh, so spooky. So she goes in the bathroom alone, lights her out, she says the name three times. I don't know why. She's in there alone. She could just say, oh yeah, I whispered it. I totally said it, though. Yeah. And she could have gotten away with it. <laughs> and then everything would have been fine. But then there'd be no episode. So, right. the other girls there pound on the door to give her a scare, and that's when our dad appears and asks him to quiet down. And, again, he's just completely okay that they're all carrying candles, lit candles, around the house. Yeah, I mean, he could have made mention of something like, hey, don't leave those burning, or, you know, be careful where you put those. Some kind of parenting before he dies. Maybe the house is really damp, and... He's not worried about anything being really susceptible to flames. I mean, is Toledo, Ohio a particularly humid area? It could be subtropical for all I know. There's <laughs> literally no way to find out. No way at all. Mm -mm. They live in a house of mirrors. We see as he walks down the hall. Yeah, there's just mirrors everywhere. Like, what house has this many mirrors in it? I have one. <laughs> I, yeah, I have... We have five in my house. Okay, so you're probably going to be attacked by uh, what's-her-face anytime soon. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, because you have so many mirrors. And so many secrets where people have died. Mm -hmm. Yep, I, I know you. I know what's <laughs> up. So there's, a, there's some kind of creepy child thing following him in the mirrors, and he goes into the bathroom, and he's like, Oh no, something's wrong with my face. Yeah, like, he could see the veins in his cheek. Or at least that's what I saw. I was like, man, his veins are really clear right now. I looked away for a second, and I thought he was just midlife crisising over his wrinkles. No, 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 you could totally see his veins popping out. I was saying to the screen, my dude, it's natural. Be chill. Like, you could run an IV through that vein. It's, like, right there. And that's completely natural. He should just move away, move along now, away from the mirror. Everything's fine. <laughs> no, he should move away. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He should just pack all of his bags and move away. Pack your bags and move away. The older sister comes home and there's some sisterly banter before Sissy goes upstairs and finds blood and a dead father and then just screams her little head off. Yeah, like, that scene right there, it it just made me think, like, she'd be really good in those, like, Scream Queen underground horror movies. Like, just scream your head off. Scream your head off. Isn't there an episode next season where they do go work on the set of a horror film? Yeah, she would have been great for that. She would have been great for that role. That one girl just could not get that scream right. Donna has it nailed. Oh, yeah. All, All you need to nail the scream is... A dead parental figure at your feet, apparently. Yeah. Perfect inspiration. I mean, it works every time. <laughs> every time. Without fail. So we cut to uh, Sam having a nightmare of Jessica's death. And there's a quick cut of an eerie Jess voice going, Why, Sam? But then Ooh. Dean cuts her off by waking Sam up. Rude. And I just wanted to know, what was she going to say next? Creepy Jess voice saying, why, Sam, do you hate Halloween? Why did you forget to pick up the milk? No, why? no. Why Why did you let me die? That's what she's asking. Why did you let me die on a ceiling? Could have been on the floor, much more comfortable. Why did you work drive throughs when you should have been telling me secrets? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> just shutting me down. Yeah, just no. So mean. Anyways, her ghostly melodic voice is cut off when Dean interrupts this quote-unquote nightmare. And Sam is just happy that he got any sleep. And Dean is upset at their lack of heart-to-hearts about this, apparently. <laughs> But I I beg to differ because I'm pretty sure last episode, Sam did try to talk to Dean and Dean clammed up and pretended that he doesn't feel fear. And was like, no. He can't make up his mind. He's like, no chick flick moments. Pretty soon we're going to have to talk about this. He's like, what what do you want, Dean? Tell me what you want. He's the stereotype of the person who flirts but doesn't actually want to date. Yeah. He's an emotional tease. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> so they spotted Stephen Shoemaker's death in the papes. So they go to the morgue, and I think this is our first morgue visit. What? What? Oh. Yeah, I feel like this is like really good practice. It was good practice for them because they are terrible at this. Yeah, they are. Once again, they're trying to pose as students, and once again, they do a really bad job of it. See, they had to get better so that Dean wouldn't keep losing his poker money. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) They start just doing role plays back at the hotel room. Like, all right, now you are a reporter from San Antonio. (laughs) And go. (laughs) Yes, yes, they had to practice. Because Dean was so mad. He was so mad. He was like, I earned that money. Well, because Sam doesn't lie down... 40 or 50, Sam starts at a cool hundo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Straight up, throws down a hundred bucks. Let me see that dead body. Ugh. And yeah, Dean is pissed because that's that's a lot of money just to be throwing out. But this brought up questions for me, Hannah. 
Because we learned two things here. We learned that Dean earns legitimate cash through poker. And we learned that Sam receives an allowance. So, Aww. my question... <laughs> so, I guess my first question is... We also learned that morticians can be bribed. Everybody can be bribed. <laughs> especially when they're not being paid a whole lot. And their job is boring. So, how much do you think Sam's weekly allowance is? $300. That's not a bad allowance. Especially back then. I'm trying to think if Dean would share 50% of his earnings. Would he only get 40 because I earned this money? Or, mm, because of his reaction and how unhappy he was, I think he gives Sam 60% of his earnings. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think that he would get, give Sam more because Sam is used to having more. Dean is used to going without for Sam's sake. And that's kind of how he's treated Sam his whole life, right? Right. Yeah. So, the bribe works. We learned that the guy's eyes were liquefied and bled out, but they're not sure what the cause of death is. They immediately fuck shit up because they say that he was all alone besides the daughter who found him, which is bullshit because the other daughter... Yeah, because there was like three other mm -hmm. kids. Right downstairs. Unless the other girls went home and was just like, all right, we were never here. <laughs> <laughs> but still, the other daughter was there. I mean, okay, yeah, maybe the other girls took, what's her name, Lily? Maybe Lily went home with one of the other girls to pretend they were never there. Because it was so traumatic. I guess. It would be a completely different episode if the boys started out suspecting the three preteen girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. would have been... And, and we would see that in later seasons. I think so. But for whatever reason, they're not even suspicious. Nope. So, this is not the way eyeballs do. Mm -mm. Just too much blood. They don't, they don't do that. Just too much blood. They ask for a peek at the police reports so they can get a good grade on their paper. Wink, wink. Which is dumb at this point, but... I know. We've already paid you. Why is Dean even <laughs> trying? But the assistant has cottoned on. I'm not really supposed to show you that. And just plays them for more cash. And Dean about cries, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. They decide this has to be supernatural, and they go talk to the singular daughter. The only one. <laughs> Who magically turns into two daughters at the wake. <laughs> and they're, they're just, they're not, they make a joke about how they're not properly dressed, but for real, they're they're not properly dressed. No. I, I can't wait for the later seasons to come. When fashion comes into play. <sighs> when Aww. they grow up. When they stop being boys and become men. Yeah, I, I'm so, I'm so glad that they grew up. <laughs> they find Donna, and she's su surrounded by two blonde friends of hers, who don't really fit the vibe that Donna put out in the opening scene. But later on in the episode, you learn a little more about Donna and how she reacts to things, and you're like, okay, I can see how they're all BFFs now. Yeah, I didn't like her. She's going through a rough time. Don't care. Yeah. She might be a nice person. She might be horrible. Who knows? The boys pretend to have worked with her dad, and then just immediately start asking about his the symptoms that led to his death. Which is weird. Because that's great weight conversation. Yeah. <laughs> My go-to. Hey! Sad child, let's talk about exactly how your dad died. Let's yeah. get all the morbid details. That's what I do at Wakes. Just curious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to write a story. And how long, how long was, uh, how long did it take, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> how 
big would you say the blood puddle was? No, no reason. Just curious. Now, was he was he face down or face up? Were you able to see into the cavity left behind when his eyeballs exploded? No. Did Damn. you check for a pulse before you called nine one one, or did you just assume? Did you attempt any CPR? Oh, no. Blood squicks you out. Okay. Well, then I would say this is all on you. Yeah. Yeah. You're the reason your dad died. It's all your fault. And uh, I'm going to get some of that casserole on my way out. Bye. (laughs) It's lasagna, so it looks like brains. Anyways, the little sister, Lily, she's being a busybody and just listening in for anybody spreading misinformation about her dad so she can pipe up and say, it's not a stroke. (laughs) And let everybody know how she has said words that shall not be spoken in the mirror last night. Mm-hmm. And how that is definitely, definitely going to kill people. Now, that definitely killed her dad. And then Sam squats down and, like, gets all gets on her level. Mm-hmm. Well, because he, he hears this little girl blaming herself that, I'm the reason my father died. And so he has to get down and use his soft voice. It's okay. <laughs> and just say so softly. This is my puppy voice. Just look into my puppy eyes and know that it's going to be okay because I'm a puppy. Now close those eyes and just listen to the soft voice. <laughs> Why do you think you killed your dad, sweet darling child of the earth? Too precious for this world. <laughs> Good reference. That, that's, that's my main role in the podcast is mm-hmm. making references to the show that we're talking about. <laughs> in show references, the best kind. <laughs> Dean also comforts her by pointing out, hey, your dad's not the one who said, you know what, several times over. I don't want to say it. In my notes, it's shortened to BM. But B... (laughs) But I also don't want to be saying BM over and over again on this podcast. No, no. I I would rather if you didn't. Yeah. We'll just say Mary. All right. Okay. Baby Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Baby Mary, baby Mary, baby Mary. (laughs) And now instead of scratching my eyes out, she kind of gives me, like, a relaxing facial with some aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Using <laughs> some nice tummy rubs. Yeah. Baby Mary. When you say Baby Mary in the mirror three times, that's when the fertility goddess comes to visit you. And she whispers sweet nothing in your tummy region. Yeah. And then, and then so, like, the cramps aren't as bad next cycle. Oh. I want a baby Mary in my life. <laughs> Everybody wants a baby Mary. I would invoke so much baby Mary. I'm just going to say it like every morning. <laughs> It'll be a part of my morning routine. You yeah. know, brush my teeth. And while I'm looking in the mirror, like, baby Mary, baby Mary, baby Mary. <laughs> I bet you will see some changes in your life. Oh, I don't absolutely. know what those changes will be, but they, they will be changes. My skin is going to shine, and, like, my voice will become more melodic. Mm-hmm. I'll be singing to birds, man. You'll be a straight-up Disney princess. Watch Just out. Just like Dean. <laughs> so the boys go check out the bathroom, and they are confused. Because why is Bloody Mary... Why is Baby Mary here? <laughs> Baby Mary is everywhere. <laughs> There's a freaking drink called Baby Mary, and people aren't experiencing nuclear eyeballs, you know, in bars left and right. 
So... Well, I mean, he has a point because it's one of those, like, legend things Mm -hmm. everybody kind of talks about. And, like, it's a little different depending on where you heard it from. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were like, but it's actually happening. Like, what's next? The Boogeyman? In the future, yes. Yeah. Eh, sort of. But also, it's pretty accepted, though, that in the Baby Mary legend, that the person who speaketh the name get slayeth by the dame. Um, I just came up with that. I am a genius. You're the best. I'm amazing. So they are just super, super confused. And I love all the you-know-who's in this episode. But according to the legend, the person who says... The person who says, you know what? Uh, One of the blonde finds them and calls them on their shit. And they try to play it off like they both just need to use the bathroom at the same time. Together. And And I think this is where Wincess started. Oh, it has to, because the look on Sam's face, because he caught it. He was like, wait, Dean, did you just say... That was your reflex answer? We both had to use the bathroom (laughs) at the same time? And we were both in the bathroom because we have the reverse of being pee shy? (laughs) We have to hold it for each other. I'm a a pee submissionist. (laughs) I I can't go unless somebody's watching. (laughs) (laughs) That's a terrible problem to have. Why? Why did you do this to me? That is that is the worst case scenario, isn't it? God, can you imagine if you couldn't poop without somebody watching? Oh god, no. <laughs> if it it would be a really weird complex for Sam to have Dean potty trained him and now he has to have his brother there. Like he's oh. the restroom. Oh no. <laughs> like he was wearing pull-ups the whole two years with Jess. Like she's an angel. <laughs> Jess is a goddess. A goddess among our mere mortals. She put up with Sam's poopy diapers for so long. Why, Sam? Why aren't you wearing a pull-up? Why, Sam? Are you suddenly able to use the bathroom? (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not a fan of this headcanon we're building together, but it's it's there. It is established now. Uh, they they don't confess to anything. They actually play this one pretty cool. They don't hint at anything supernatural, just something unnatural. And they jot down their number for the blonde friend, saying, oh, give us a call. And it made me think about how they have business cards in the future, mm-hmm. which is hilarious when you think about it. Because in canon, they have about 16 different cell phones. Yeah. So do they have a set of business cards for each phone number? And they would have to like I would have to like have a label on each phone and be like, okay, who am I? Alright. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Hi, you're speaking to so and so. Like <laughs> They have to record different voicemails and personas for each phone. God, it's so complicated. <laughs> this is my Ranger phone. This is my FBI phone. <laughs> this is my reporter newspaper reporter phone. <laughs> This is my student phone. (laughs) Their lives are complicated, or at least they're about to get so complicated. About to get so complicated, yeah. Mm -hmm. They visit the library. We're not going to be in libraries for much longer. Mm -mm. 
So I, I think the show knows that too, and it's going to enjoy the library while it can, because they really linger on the name of that library. <laughs> so they're going to search the public records for every woman who has ever died in front of a mirror. That's a lot of research. I mean, that's got to be a really easy Google search, right? <laughs> Yeah, do not sign me up for that job. We cut to the two blonde friends talking on the phone. I really hate how overall these girls are played to a stereotype. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I feel like later on they get a lot better at creating interesting, unique... Fleshed out characters. Mm-hmm. Who get the same, same amount of screen time, but you get to know them more and care about them more and they are not so cliched. But again, this is a first season CW show. It's... <laughs> It's gotta grow up. This is the teenage oh, years. And it, it grows. It grows. Like, it grows and changes and is heavily influenced by its fan base, I think. I feel like you're trying to convince me that this show is actually good. Always. That is always <laughs> my I think, goal. I think you're still scared that I'm going to just up and decide, nope, hate this show. Never gonna watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's in the back of my head. I think you like it. <laughs> I will have you know that my wife joined me for the second half of this episode that I was watching last night. And then when this episode was finished, we went out of the app into a different app to go watch the latest episode of Supernatural. Okay? Oh. We are good fans up in this household. Family style. God. <sighs> I'm never letting it go. Okay, these two girls are ch chatting on the phone. The driving blonde is the one who confronted the boys. <laughs> Bedroom blonde thinks they're hot. <sighs> Say bedroom blonde one more time. Bedroom blonde is the one who thinks they are hot. Thank you. Driving blonde, who is named Charlie, is now wondering, is well, is now suspicious about the circumstances of Mr. Shoemaker's death. Bedroom Blonde, who is named Jill, is very flippant in the face of death. Ha 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 Yeah. Maybe Bloody Mary got him. Ha ha, very funny. And jokes that, ooh, maybe it really was Baby Mary. Charlie doesn't like the sound of that, and Jill, who is, she has the same mean streak as I do, I feel like. <laughs> oh, this scares you? Let me just go do it and scare you, blah. <laughs> So she goes into the bathroom in front of, again, why did she have to actually go in front of a mirror to do it? Could have just been in her bedroom on the phone and said it three times and, uh, and friend would have still be. Yeah, afraid. and Charlie wouldn't have been the wiser. Exactly. People just don't know how. To play a prank. To play a prank or. Or get out of playing a prank. No, no, they have the, I think some of these people in this episode don't have the opposite of object permanence they have always object permanence <laughs> i saw you so you're always with me so i cannot tell a lie <laughs> man what another awful condition to be like can you imagine the room you're in now filled with everybody you have ever seen in your life <laughs> every animal just permanent object permanence no that would be incredibly awkward. Oh, man. Trying to undress. Ugh. Trying to have sex in front oh, of God. everybody you've no. ever seen. <laughs> I, I would just sit down and cry. I would be perfectly honest, too. <laughs> so, 
she is trying to prove that her friend is being stupid in a very not nice way. She says baby Mary way too many times from a mirror. And then she waits a moment and then screams on the phone to scare Charlie. And it works. Also, she chanted the name like she was really pissed off. I don't know. It was just all weird. Yeah, and, and like, Charlie's just screaming into the phone like, that's gonna do something. <laughs> to be honest, though, I, I have the same reaction. If the phone call suddenly dropped now, I would still continue saying Hannah. 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 <laughs> Hannah. Are you there? Hannah. <laughs> it's a stupid thing we all do. Jill calls her dear friend Charlie a freak, which... You're such a freak. I'll call you later. Freak has just become a word used on this podcast a lot now, mm-hmm. because uh, everybody wants to call everybody a freak on this show. And she hangs up. And Jill is changing for bed, and we see a ghosty lurking in her mirrors. And in the bathroom, when she's, I don't know, about to brush her teeth, her reflection stops following her. And then her reflection's eyes start bleeding and start talking to her, saying, Ooh, you killed a boy. And Jill dies. I liked her death scene, though. Not just because I didn't like her and I'm glad she's dead. But, like, I feel like mm, the way they do their camera thing was, like, the shots that they got. Angles and whatnot. I felt like it was, like, classic horror. Yes, definitely. And so I, I enjoyed that scene. I was like, yes, she's dead now. Lovely. Lovely. I also enjoy how they haven't dragged out any of the deaths. Yeah. They, they, there was no need to show any exploding eyeballs. <laughs> we cut to Sam having a nightmare in reverse, and we hear Jess's gorgeous, dulcet tones saying, Why Sam? But again, he wakes up before we can hear her finish the question. It might be... Why, Sam, do you prefer boxers to briefs? You know what? That's definitely the one. That is, I think you've Mm -hmm. got it. Yeah. Family style. Family style. (laughs) Dean's been up researching, but nothing good has come up. They have found every mirror death in Toledo, Ohio, but no mirror death has involved anybody called Mary. When Sam gets a call. So, cut to a park, and Charlie is crying on a bench as the boys are posed awkwardly around her. Yeah, they are. Just It's one of those, I don't know what to do with my hands, but instead, I don't know what to do with my whole body. Just gonna, <laughs> and, I'm gonna stand over here and watch yeah, cry. And I'm just gonna sit up above you over your shoulder, like a hovering angel that you don't know, and... <laughs> The... Don't particularly trust yet. Yeah, no. You don't know me, but I am up here above you, very close. You can feel the body heat coming off of my knee. On your shoulder, yes, right? Good. <laughs> Good. Good. Now we know it's working. What's <laughs> working? You'll see. She is describing how Jill was found dead, and she is now putting the pieces together. Not so much the supernatural pieces, but that something really weird is going on. The the boys assure her that she is not insane, that something is going on, and they are going to stop it, but they will need her help. And her help comes in the form of letting them into Jill's house so they can investigate. God, I can't even imagine what Jill's mother would have thought if she came upstairs. 
hey, Charlie, do you want a glass of water or something? And there's just two grown men in her dead daughter's room. With video cameras. Yeah, yeah. Would you... This whole situation looks bad. It looks really bad. So we're very glad that no mothers barged in in this scene. Yeah. I don't know how night vision helps spot things, but apparently if you turn on the night vision goggles on a video camera, it spots ghostly ghoul and can work like a black light. We know this because Sam's scanning the whole areas, finds some drippage from behind the bathroom mirror, so he pulls the mirror down, and then he rips off the paper on the back of the mirror and finds a handprint and the name written in goo, mm -hmm. Gary Bryman. Yeah, I just had a gross thought. What? Oh, you don't want me to say it. Okay, I trust your judgment on that. Um. <laughs> but everybody else is going to write in. And be like, what was that gross thing? No, they're going to know what the gross thing is. Come on, Anna. Black lights, white stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm That's what ghosts are made of. I'm not going to dignify that with a response. That's what ghosts are made of. <laughs> I hope I'm never haunted. Ghost dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. Lord. Why in the world is baby Mary leaving notes? Because <laughs> she has a poor memory. Like, why did I kill this person? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Baby Mary is always with us. She's always behind that mirror. And she's always looking deep, deep, deep into your soul. Saying, ooh, the secrets. Give me the secrets. <laughs> secrets. And when she finds a secret about who you killed, because everybody got one, right? Right. She writes the name out. And she's like, oh. This motherfucker right here killed somebody. So that when she hears her name said three times, she comes to the mirror. And if there is a note made that you killed somebody, she can see it and know she has a job to do. Oh, okay. That's very, that's, that's efficient. Mm -hmm. That's efficient. Saves time, too. Like, if you already have all your notes laid out, you know, mm -hmm. color-coded. And it's like, okay, uh, who's around? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. They didn't specify what her occupation was in life, but I'm guessing a personal assistant? I'm curious as to what her occupation was in life, because she was a 19-year-old, and she mm -hmm. had her own apartment. It was different times, Hannah. The housing market hadn't crashed yet. I, I think she had a trust fund. She could have been a trust fund baby. Yeah. Trust fund baby Mary. <laughs> Some people have all the luck, trust fund, and then dead by 19, so you're eternally young, living in mirrors, and seeking justice. I mean, she's a hot ghost, and mm -hmm. she gets to kill people. The life. The unlife. Ugh. The unlife. We cut to a park, and oh man, do we love our parks in this show. Should mm -hmm. that be a theme? This has to be like our fifth park, because we had the National Park in Wendigo. And then the park in Dead in the Water, mm -hmm. where Dean just invades personal space, crosses boundaries. Ugh. When will he learn? Never. 
And Sam joins Charlie and Dean. We don't know what Charlie and Dean were chatting about, but I'm sure it was BFF stuff because Mm -hmm. Dean is always best friends with Charlie's. Always. Always. And Sam lets them know that Gary was an eight-year-old baby boy who was killed in a hit and run. Ugh. Jill drove the car that committed the crime. So we know now that Jill killed a person. Charlie has already gotten them into one best friend's house, so why not another? She gets them into the Shoemaker house, and they blacklight that mirror to find the name Linda Shoemaker written on the back. Mm-hmm. Cut to a very confrontational Donna, who says that, yes, her mom, Linda, overdosed on sleeping pills and just shut up about it. God. Leave me alone. Get me out of this house. Ugh. Yep, don't like her. Again, dealing with trauma. Everyone deals with it in different ways. I like Charlie. Charlie, who has been accompanying them every step of the way now, I guess is totally in on the gig and aware of the supernatural? Yeah? Well, I mean, she seems to trust Sam and Dean now, and so regardless of what she believes, I feel like she trusts them and that's good enough for her. Yeah, but she's buying into the whole Baby Mary legend, Mm -hmm. because they're in no way looking for a murderer. They're looking for a ghosty child. So these boys just cannot keep a secret to save their life. Mm -mm. They can't do undercover for shit. Nope. We're going to have to pop some champagne the first episode where they successfully go undercover. No hiccups. (laughs) No issues. Nobody learns the supernatural exists. Waiting for the day. Charlie does stay behind with Donna to try and mend bridges. And the boys go back to the motel to research. And somehow Dean has FBI access. Yeah, he's just hacking into mainframes and... I'm like, when did you learn how to use a computer? When did you learn how to use a computer? When did you learn to hack in it? You could say that Sam had previously hacked in and just left a screen open, but still. Because, I mean, I've had computers for most of my life, and uh, I don't know how to use a computer. I know how to open programs, and that's about it. Do not ask me to get into the back door of anything. No, I can't use a computer for, like, all the cool stuff that people do. And I'm like, you can do that? Wow. But sometimes the show will let us see how the boys learn the skills they have. I I like when um, they bring in another character who knows more about technology than they do. And, like, oh, well, I learned this from that character. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like that. Like, Frank Devereaux and Charlie Bradbury, like, they taught the boys things about computers. But here we have them going from flipping through books in the library (laughs) to, you know, just hacking in the FBI. It's whatever, bro. I do this for fun on the weekends when I'm bored. Me. I mean, I guess you gotta do something, you know, when you're on the road that much. There has to, you have to do something for fun. Yeah. So Dean is thinking national because he already searched the local and there's nothing there. Sam wants to keep the focus local. Because never in the history of ever in this town has there been a Mary who died in front of a mirror. Ever. Ever. I love how Dean gets really defensive. He's like, no, I did the research. There's nothing here. (laughs) (laughs) And Sam just keeps going with the, but it has to be here. But it has to be. And Dean's like, okay, you do the research. <laughs> Just storm, storms off in a huff. Ugh, I can't work like this. <laughs> so they discuss the 
properties of mirrors. Mirrors reveal your sins, a true reflection of your soul. And that's why it's bad luck to break them, because it will break your soul. Uh-huh. I don't know. And they definitely deduce that this ghosty is hunting people with literal skeletons in their closet. They deduce that, but I have my own theory. Mm-hmm. I think Baby Mary goes mm-hmm. after the feeling of guilt. That's what I That's think. That's a such better way to put it. You have a secret where someone died. Guilt about death. Yeah. It's so broad. I, I agree. I definitely didn't like Sam's explanation of spirits just don't give a fuck. You know, they get the taste for blood and then they just want to kill everything. You know. <laughs> oh, you dropped your you dropped your toast on the ground and you picked it up and ate it again? Yeah, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, spirits just be like that. It's good enough for baby Mary. You don't know. You don't know what's good enough for baby Mary. Nobody knows what's good for baby Mary, but baby Mary. Okay. She knows what she wants, and she's gonna get it. It's her life, and she's running it. <laughs> At this point, Dean's hacking has found just the death for them. Mary Worthington in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and. Because he's such a great hacker, he has crime photos and everything, and the crime- Which he prints off. Yeah, they just carry a printer around. I'm like, when when did you guys go out and buy a printer? And where do you keep it? And where did it go? Where did their printer go, Kendall? Where did all the printers go? (laughs) Copy print, copy print, copy print, copy print. Copy print and that ink toner. I love you so much. Their hot- their motel rooms are constantly covered in paper, so the paper has to come from somewhere. So I'm thinking that the trunk has layers. It's like an onion, Hannah. It has layers. <laughs> layers. Onions have layers. Thank you. And you know where the spare tire might usually go? Dean lives wild. He don't need no spare tire. No. That's where the printer and the suits go. (laughs) Instead of a spare tire, we have spare coats, a spare printer, Mm -hmm. spare Mm -hmm. ink. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one spare bottle of whiskey. Just one. Just one. That's the emergency whiskey. Because well, it's season one, they have one spare whiskey. And then in season <laughs> yes. two, they'll have two spare whiskey. And they just progressively need more whiskey to handle their trauma. Until instead of a spare tire, it's just spare whiskey. <laughs> the printer... It's just a barrel. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> the tap comes out next to the muffler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he uses those, they're kind of like skateboards, but they're for mechanics to slide under Mm -hmm. vehicles. Dolly. So you'll just lay under. I'll just lay under and just go, ah. Yeah. Ah. Chug, chug, (laughs) chug, chug, chug. Oh. (laughs) Poor man's liver. So anyways, these crime photos show, yes, this is, this is our girl. We got our girl. So they drive to Fort Wayne, Indiana. They talk to the retired cop that was in charge of her investigation. Mm-hmm. The case is still unsolved, and this little naughty cop has a copy of all of her case files. Bad boy, bad boy, what you gonna do? You're gonna copy all those files for me. 
I understand, you know, this is the one that got away. He never solved it. So he holds on to that because he can't get over he failed. But Mm -hmm. what I don't understand is why he's telling a bunch of reporters that he stole police property. Or even why he's leading reporters onto a possibility of a a perp, a perp, a perpetrator. (laughs) That he can in no way prove or verify. Yeah. The guy is dead. Okay, so she was killed in her apartment, 19 years old. Her eyes were cut out with a knife. He thinks she tried to spell the name of her murderer on the mirror as she died. Possibly it's the surgeon she was having an affair with. Mm -hmm. Which I guess is a fine story. And the guy has the surgeon that the cop suspects has already died. But still, you are putting information out to these people that you don't know that could incriminate a man post-mortem of a crime that maybe he didn't commit and say those reporters did write up. And then the reporter said, oh, we have it. This local surgeon now dead definitely murdered this woman. And then that poor family. And then that that defames the family. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a very naughty cop. I know I was being teasing earlier about, ooh, he copied the case files. I don't care about that. I I agree. He did a bad job telling the Winchesters. Ugh. The Winchesters need a better cover than reporters. Yeah. They learned that she was cremated, so they're like, oh no, we can't salt and burn anything. Darn. Nope, gotta think outside the box on this one. Because it's impossible to salt and burn a mirror. <laughs> it's not like glass melts. Glasses. Pfft. Man, glasses forever. Fuck diamonds. Get your girl some glass. Glass? Bitches love glass. <laughs> I want some glass in my grill. No. That's, oh, that's God. A, that's Ow. like a... No. <laughs> that is a really old reference. That's a Paris Hilton level reference. <laughs> yeah, she would understand that reference. When you're surrounded by darkness, open your eyes. We cut to the school, where Donna is confronting Charlie about letting these weirdos into her house. Which, mm-hmm. you know what? Fair point. Absolutely. I mean, I don't like her, but she has a point. Because at this point, they definitely don't believe that they worked with her dad. Oh, no. Yeah, so you already crashed my father's wake, and now you're just in my home. Ugh. I wouldn't be friends with Charlie either. If I didn't know what she knew. And she's also really upset that Charlie is pushing the baby Mary possibility. And again, I would be upset at that too. My parent just died gruesomely and you're trying to convince me that what? Ghosts did it? Shut the fuck up and let me grieve. So, Donna, being rightfully mad says baby Mary's name three times, and Charlie just breaks down. Ah, why? <laughs> we see Charlie walking down the hallway, and we see some ghosties following her in a window. Reflection. This is going to come up in a minute, but it doesn't have to be a mirror. Just any reflective surface will do, apparently. Yep. So great. So you're screwed. Everybody's screwed. Anybody who has been in a bar ever and bought bloody, you knows, <laughs> like I had, like I didn't say at the top of this podcast for their group, like, oh yeah, I'll have a uh, 
Oh, you'll have a blah blah? Yeah, have a blah blah, have a blah blah, and blah blah blah. Okay, we're all having blah blahs? Cool. Somebody there is gonna die that night. Yeah. And I mean, statistically. <laughs> the statistically, the saying goes one in a group has murdered. Is that how the saying goes? That's that's how the saying, a one in you a group. You know the saying. <laughs> you know the saying. One in a group. One in a group is murdered. <laughs> Beautiful life. In science class, Charlie, who we have learned is super vain, right? Checks her makeup. I didn't know she was vain. That's that 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 was the point, Hannah. Okay. She Unless unless she was just curious in science class, mm, I wonder I'm being haunted right now. Let me get out my pocket mirror. Oh yep, definitely being haunted. Or Funny like, that. My nose itches. And then she's like, Why does it still itch? So she lo- and it's like, Oh, I got a little bit of acne. Oh, baby Mary You know. Okay. Like you do. Like you just do. like you do. Shut up. <laughs> she spots the ghosty and she screams, which everybody rightfully looks at her like she is having issues. So she stands up. She's freaked out. She sees baby Mary in the window. So I she think grabs the whole scene ch- is great. Yeah, she grabs a chair and breaks that window like a bamf. Mm-hmm. And then she sees the baby Mary in her teacher's glasses and she breaks his face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want I just want to see her like just punching everybody with glasses <laughs> on her way out of that school. Hannah, I wanted that so bad. I just wanted her to destroy his face and everybody with glasses as she's running down the hallway stop her. And she's like, "No!" Boom. <laughs> the hallway littered with bloody noses and broken glass. A, a million baby Marys reflected up into the hallway. It's the final showdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's the final showdown, baby Mary, baby Mary, Mary. Yeah. Charlie. Da, 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 da. <laughs> no, Charlie faces down Mary. <laughs> it's showdown on the cutlass. So <laughs> she runs away. We cut to the Impala, and Sam is hunting down the bloody the bloody mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. That's bloody what mirror. it is. We get a lot of Sam on the phone, doing a lot of phone Impala work. I, I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that is a reoccurring theme, you might say. Oh, you might say. <laughs> the mirror was sold a week ago to an antique store in... Toledo. I just like the word Toledo. Toledo. It makes me think of, it's hot in Topeka. (laughs) (laughs) Topeka. My toe is hot. (laughs) In Topeka. Topeka. It's hot in Topeka. So they figure out the spirit is tied to this mirror that is now in Toledo. Because ghosts can get trapped in mirrors. And with that, let's go to... Name that monster! So, we know that this is a 
vengeful spirit. Or as Google would like to say, a vengeful ghost, because vengeful spirit is... Still not a thing? It's still not a thing. It's a, it's a video game thing. It just sounds better. It does sound better than vengeful ghost. So to kill a vengeful ghost, let's recap. You either properly bury the vengeful ghost. Do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. Or you salt and burn all their shit. All of it. All of it. Every single thing. Just, just remember that. You gotta salt and burn all of it. Because we're gonna come back and see if any shit... I don't care if it's an heirloom and it's worth a lot of money. We're burning it. <laughs> Do you want to die, Maureen? Do you want to die? Yeah, this is how you get vengeful ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've already covered vengeful ghosts back in another ghost episode. Because, man, we got so many ghosts. Mm-hmm. A Baby Mary was originally a ghost or spirit or whatever that you would conjure to reveal the future. Hmm. This part is wackadoodle and I love it. In the way back when, women would walk backwards down a set of stairs in the dark, holding a candle, a lit candle in one hand and a mirror in the other. <laughs> Just imagine that. It's dark. You have both your hands occupied and you're walking backwards downstairs. No. What is worth that? In order to see the face of your future husband in the mirror. Oh, God. I don't... <laughs> I could give a fuck less. <laughs> and if you didn't see a face, or if you saw something like a skull, it meant you would die before you could get married. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Very informative. So these days, the legend is that a person or a group has to be in front of a mirror in, again, a dim or dark place, and you have to be holding a candle, a lit candle. I was wondering why the girl didn't just turn the light on in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Why she had a lit candle for this to work. But again, this this whole... Yeah, spirits and candles, it's a thing. Yeah, but, well, there's mm. actually a whole other reason for it. But it doesn't hold up in this episode because Donna didn't have candles. Jill didn't have candles. Sam didn't have candles. He had a flashlight. Yeah. Mm, Jill didn't have a candle. Yeah, I'm saying nobody had candles but Lily. Luckily, Lily was perfectly innocent and has done no wrong in her life. I know this, and I love you. And that's why it didn't attack her. Mm-hmm. So you have to hold the candle in front of a mirror in the dark and chant the name. The number of times can vary, and the name can vary, too. So get this. Ha, huh, Sam reference. <laughs> One of the names that Baby Mary goes by is... Mary Worth. Okay. Let that sink in. The name of their victim in this episode? Mary Worthington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. They did their research. Nice. The ghostie can be mean or nice, but when the ghostie is mean, mm-mm-mm, it can scream at you. It might curse you. It might strangle you. It might steal your soul. It might drink your blood. Or it might scratch your eyeballs out. Hmm. So one baby Mary is a vampire? Yeah. Cool. And one baby Mary is a succubus. Nice. And one baby Mary is just really upset and needs to vent. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. There is an association with Queen Mary the First, aka Bloody Mary, because damn. But according to Wikipedia and from what I could understand of it, this is a modern addition to the legend. So maybe the two aren't actually connected. 
And this legend of the Baby Mary pro probably comes from hallucination due to staring at the mirror too long with just a candle to light your face. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I also looked into covering mirrors when people die just to, you know, be thorough because that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a thing. Part of the reason that mirrors are covered after death is, yes, to keep the narcissistic souls from being distracted by their reflection and getting trapped forever. <laughs> it's also so that mourners don't have to see their ugly crying faces. Nobody yeah. wants to see that. And also there was, or is, a superstition that the next person to see their face would be the next to die. It's <laughs> awful. I know. Can you imagine being at a wake and you're just trying to be sad over the person that died and you happen to look up and there's a mirror right there and you're like, fuck, now I'm dead. Jeez. <laughs> what a day. Just trying to mourn my best friend and fuck. And now I'm dead. Now I'm dead. That's... What's, I'll just I'll just lay down next to them, okay? I'll, I'll just crawl in the coffin too. Is that cool? It's a two for one. A two for... <laughs> just leave me here. <laughs> you just... I'm already in my Sunday best, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got coffins laying around, you know, I, I'll just, I'll just stay here. <laughs> and that concludes Name That Monster! <sighs> Thank you for that beautiful backup. You're welcome. I have bronchitis. <laughs> It's a big sacrifice. <laughs> I did it just for you. I got that bronch. <laughs> All up in my bronchials, man. <laughs> so the boys have a plan. And it's a great plan. No, it's not. They're going to find that mirror. They're going to smash it. <laughs> I mean, that is honestly a terrible plan. Like, <laughs> they don't have enough lore. They're just guessing. Season one, not a good track record just yet. <laughs> I mean, they, they're just, you know, winging it. Mm -hmm. And they're lucky. They are really hurting without those itemized plans from Daddy. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, it, if smashing the mirror didn't work, like, what? What, what next? What, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? <laughs> like, what if you had to use that mirror in a spell, and it had to be intact the whole time, and you're fucked now. You're just lucky that winging it worked. There probably was a spell that would have done this so easily and nicely and quickly and safely. Yeah, they don't have the bunker They're yet. doing it rough and dirty style because they just don't know any better. They're caveman hunters right now. <laughs> just walking in and smashing everything. <laughs> just smash it all. I did love... There was one moment where one of them asks, did dad ever solve a Bloody Mary or come across a Bloody Mary or anything that would mean it was true? And, uh, they've been through this journal, right? Yeah, they have the <laughs> journal. John never ran into any, you know, freak medical thing. Like, what? Well, I'm sure he did at mm -hmm. some point. Because I know there have been a couple of times just Sam and Dean hunting where, you know what, this isn't actually something supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, the fact that 
if it didn't happen to dad, it can't happen to us. Or like any other hunter out there. They have they have their dad on such a they don't know any other hunters. That has to be that that's it. They don't know any hunters besides dad. As far as they know, their dad is the foremost expert on all things supernatural yeah, he's, events. He's hunted everything that's ever been out there. He knows everything. He's the best hunter. Exactly. If it's possibly hunted, he has hunted it. There is nothing out there that the Ardat has not experienced. So, Same. they're babies and they're idiots. <laughs> Paint the sky your favorite color. Your favorite color. So we cut to Charlie in a motel room. Dean and Sam are covering five million mirrors and reflective surfaces. I guess they she clued them in on how Mary doesn't need a mirror. And Sam puts on his soft voice to give Charlie instructions. And they get Charlie's secret. She dumped a guy who tried to guilt her into being with him by threatening suicide. Mm-hmm. And then following through on said suicide, which is just a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? I don't blame Charlie at all because, I mean... His mental health is not her responsibility. A fucking men. And, and and before anyone like gets mad at me, I've had mental health problems in the past. And anything I could have done wouldn't have been anyone's fault but mine. And that's how I feel about it. Well, especially in a they're teenagers in high school. Yeah. You can't expect her to be able to be there for him in that way. I mean, it's not like she has a degree in psychology. Yeah, especially when she didn't know if it was for real or not. You know, she thought she he was just saying shit to get her to stay. It, it was, was a mani- manipulation on his part. Even if though it was true, it was still manipulation. And you should never stick around for manipulation. And, and nobody should use their mental health as a manipulation for another person. Absolutely not. You should never use any sort of illness as a manipulation for a person. If you have to use your illness to get a loved one to stay out of guilt, that's not a good relationship. No. No. All right. Soapbox, get out of here. The boys are in the Impala, and they are explaining to each other, but not to Charlie, how she's not at fault. And this is where they discuss how spirits don't give a fuck. They'll just kill anybody. It doesn't matter that Charlie didn't actually kill the guy. She's still in danger because spirits are just crazy. Yeah, and that's where Sam says that it's good enough for baby Mary. But, like, he's just guessing he's assuming that that's good enough for mary oh yeah you don't know sam changes the plan they get her into the mirror and then smash it and then admits he has no idea if this will work no he has no idea if it'll work they have no idea what they're doing but the plan is that sam is going to summon baby mary well i want to take a step back and point out where charlie asks sam am I going to die? Or she says, I'm going to die or something like that. And he says, no, you're not. Not anytime soon. Like, I really like that he clarified not anytime soon because so many times when you're saving somebody, you're like, no, you're not going to die. But at some point you are. Like one day, one day you're going to die. I like to be pedantic when talking to victims. (laughs) So yeah, we have a plan. Yeah, Dean knows that this is all about Jess. So he pulls the car over for a rainy talk. And the Mm -hmm. best talks are rainy talks. 
He addresses Sam's guilt over Jess's death. He gives a pep talk. But at this point, I agree with Sam that he should have been more honest with Jess. Mm -hmm. Even if she thought he was crazy and walked away, he should have been upfront about what's going on in his supernatural life. (laughs) (sighs) All right, but apparently this plan will work because there is a secret regarding Jess's death that Sam hasn't told yet. Uh -uh -uh. Mm -mm. Dean doesn't like it, but... Sam convinces Dean by using other people's lives as collateral for his own self-punishment. And here I feel like you would have differed from Dean, maybe? Like, I feel like you would have been like, no, tell me, tell me. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) This car's not moving until you tell me. (laughs) Or until you tell me you have a definite plan that you definitely know will definitely work. Yeah. But even afterwards, when Dean tries to get Sam's secret, and Sam's like, oh, brothers just have to have secrets sometimes. Some things I have to keep to myself. Like, no. Like, no, bitch. <laughs> we, you nearly died over the secrets? And I was there, and I nearly died? I, I think, You're maybe. You're gonna tell me now. Yeah. They break into the antique store, which apparently specializes in mirrors. Yeah, because that's all they got. It, weirdest antique store I've ever seen. The boys boldly assume that the mirror hasn't changed frames. So they're just looking at the picture. All right, whatever mirror matches this picture. And we see that they need to tweak their B&E skills because they triggered a silent alarm. Mm-hmm. Sam finds the mirror and he starts to summon Baby Mary. And he's really slow about it. Just yeah. Baby Mary. <laughs> and just as he finishes, the cops show up. Dean goes to check it out. He's leaving Sam with a quick little, like, smash everything, blah. Smash anything that moves. The ghostie pops up, and Sam starts a smashing. Dean finds that cops are breaking in. Sorry. <laughs> the cops aren't breaking in. <laughs> the cops are investigating that the break-in happened, and he tries to convince them that he was adopted by a Japanese man. Yeah, I love the look on his face when they're like, you're Mr. Yamashiro's kid? He's like, uh, uh, uh. He's, he's working on the, the covering up his face, his, his poker face. Yeah. And apparently Dean can just KO punch anybody whenever he likes. He went hard. Two punches and both these cops were down. Where's this Dean in the cannibal episode? Yeah. Right? However, I will say this is the Dean that will later single-handedly defeat five demons for the blade of Cain. (laughs) The The first blade. The first blade. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's still fucking impressive. Uh, Donkey jaw. (laughs) <laughs> the donkey jaw. That, that's what they should have called it. This is this is the donkey jaw. Oh, the donkey <laughs> jaw. It's so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> it throws barrels down at you and you have to jump over them? I don't know why. <laughs> Sam's reflection starts talking at Sam and making his eyes bleed, and we learned that Sam had premonitions of Jess's death, mm-hmm. and it's been so long, I had forgotten this. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, what? <laughs> Good secret, Sam. <laughs> well, Sam was a dying, so Dean comes in, he smashes the mirror, and they think they're done. Mm-hmm. So they start to walk off when the ghosty crawls out of the frame. Grudge style. Or is it 
Is it grudge style or the ring style? The, I always the, confuse the two. I'm going to say both style. I'm going to say family style. <laughs> she, she crawls, crawls out, out of, out of there. there. Family style. Family style. (laughs) (sighs) And so then both the boys start dying. Which makes me think that Dean had a secret too. Which makes me think Ghosty don't give a fuck. (laughs) Not anymore. You (laughs) smashed my mirror. (laughs) Well, she's fucking corporeal now. Mm Mm-hmm. See how I used a very smart college word? <laughs> Your college education intimidates me. I, I, I know, I know. He's going to fling it everywhere, left and right, like floppy boobs. Just plunk, plunk. <laughs> um, Have you seen this degree? It's mine. You s- smack you in the face with it. Yeah, I don't understand how smashing her mirror suddenly... Makes her more powerful. <laughs> yes, when you exercise the demon, it becomes more powerful. When you exercise the ghosty, it becomes more corporeal. Corporeal. And more powerful, which is why she can now do two at once. She can double team. Double time? Double, double P? I don't know. It's, it's uh, like when you're facing down the boss and you have it down to, like, low health and then mm-hmm. cutscene, and it overpowers. I hate it when they do that. Yeah. Boss, I was I was done. So you got a lot of nerves still being alive. I, I, kill, I killed you once, and I could use a break. <laughs> can I come back to this later? You can never stop halfway through the boss scene. Mm-mm. You notice that? Like, you can't just leave halfway, get a soda, come back. somehow realizes that he just needs to make the ghosty confront herself and he makes her look in the mirror and the spirit melts Mm -hmm. so a ghost of a ghost can kill a ghost yeah that's uh that's basically what they're telling us yeah also my wife and i counted they broke exactly four mirrors, which is way less than I remembered. <laughs> yeah. So that's 28 years of bad luck. If we're not counting years in hell, they still have 15 more years of bad luck to go. <laughs> I'm so glad you did this math. <laughs> Nobody else had done it. I, I looked at all the Wikipedias. I looked at all the IMDb's. But did you check Tumblr? I've been on Tumblr for five million years now. If I haven't seen it by now, it doesn't exist. I'm going to agree with you on that because I've also been on Tumblr for five million years. Mm-hmm. And I can't recall having seen it. Why does nobody count the mirrors? It's easy math. No one cares like we do. Ugh, we're the best Supernatural fans. We are. <sighs> number one and two. <laughs> number one A and number one B. Yeah. We're, we're co-number ones. <laughs> Co number one's the best number. <laughs> Thank you. This is the singing episode. Yes, yes. We have our musical episode, and Supernatural oh, has a no. musical episode. So early in the game, though. Did we peak too yeah, early? We, we jumped the gun a bit, yeah. They drop Charlie off, and they finally let her know that, yo, you didn't kill your boyfriend. Your boyfriend killed your boyfriend. Okay? I I really hate that she's like, so it's over now? And they're like, yeah, it's over now. 
ugh, it, it aggravates me because it feels like false foreshadowing. And that the supernatural never ends? Well, no, I mean, like, it, it makes it... Oh, it, it makes, makes you it think there's like... going to be a sequel to this episode where baby Mary returns. Right, but it, it never happens. Mm-hmm. You're so right. And also, well, I guess off-screen they explain to her vengeful ghosts and all that stuff and how you're supposed to salt and burn them. Yeah, so the next time she comes across a vengeful spirit, she's gonna... She knows what to do. Exhume the corpse. Because next time she comes across a vengeful spirit, she's gonna start smashing mirrors. Yeah, she's a bamf now. But that's the wrong way to approach the situation. Not for Sam and Dean, it's not... Are you gonna tell them they're wrong? Yeah, sometimes. It's the next time they see a ghost and they (laughs) smash a mirror to try and kill it. Yes, I'm gonna say, this is the wrong way to approach the situation. (laughs) So anyways, they drive off. Dean wants to know the secret. Sam says no, kindly, but still... And he sees a ghost of Jess on the corner of the road as they drive by. And I hope they're heading to a hospital to get their blood-to-brain ratio checked. <laughs> yeah, because they did bleed. They did. And, and we know from the very beginning that mortuary guy told us it's excess blood in the brain. It's a bloody brain. Bloody brain. Bad blood in brain. No, no bueno. <laughs> it's too much blood. That's not how brains do. And and he, he makes a point of being like, you know, there's some things I need to keep to myself, but we all find out anyway. Yeah, Can't keep it to you, yourself. You would think Sam, being smart like he's supposed to be, would realize, hey, we work in the supernatural. and <laughs> This might be important. Premonitions are kind of supernatural. Maybe, maybe it's important. Maybe. <sighs> Anyways, Hannah. Yes. Have you ever said Baby Mary the correct way, the original way, three times in a mirror before? You know, almost. (laughs) (laughs) I almost did this, uh, but I chickened out. And uh, unlike Lily, I was good at faking it. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I totally went in there and and I said Baby Mary. I did it three times, and nothing even happened, you guys. I don't think it's real. You know? So weird how nothing happened. Oh, I waited. Jeez. I waited there in in the in the in the dark, you know, with with my candle, and nothing <laughs> nothing even happened. I'm so brave, you guys. Now I feel lame for never having done it. Nobody ever dared me to, and I was never in a situation. My wife, however, shared a story about how apparently as a younger child, she was just petrified of the Baby Mary myth. Mm -hmm. And it was interfering with her life. Like, she wouldn't go into the bathroom (laughs) because she was so scared of Baby Mary. Just just showing up, like, not even summoned. Mm -hmm. Like, she's got it out for so bad. She's just waiting. Yeah. Shouldn't even care if you say Bloody Mary. If, If... said baby mary if she says mm. mary too much she's risking it <laughs> she says mary too much but yeah her parents are pretty pissed off at her about this phobia so they made her go to the bathroom and they stood there with her and they made her say her name three times over <laughs> oh my gosh and then stood there with her while nothing happened and she's just sobbing and yeah but That's she awful. said it's awful. But she said it 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 must have worked because she's now scared of everything but <laughs> Baby Mary. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Something's gonna happen, and she's like, "I knew it! I knew it! I knew this would happen!" And then 
it turns out it was Baby Mary in disguise. Yeah. 20 years ago, I was forced to say this name, and this is why this bad thing has happened now. <laughs> Baby Mary is having to fight off all the other cryptids, mm. and that's why it's taking her so long to get to To get to my wife, yeah. Yeah. All right, so themes. Themes. some themes at me. Theme me. I got one for you. Mm -hmm. The lore being wonky is a theme, I think, at least early on. This is two cases now where the lore just, it's too various. Yeah, because we will see this again with the the hook-handed man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get a kick out of that car door hook-hand. Very true. (laughs) This lore being wrong, or just them being on the wrong track. Yeah. Ah, which one do I want to do first? You have a plethora? I have a plethora of themes. <laughs> Would you say I have a plethora of piñatas? <laughs> si, senor. Sam not respecting money that doesn't come from hourly wages. Mm-hmm. Uh, it pisses me off. I mean, I'm not advocating for stealing, scamming, or Gambling as a viable way to support yourself. Hustling. Hustling, yeah. But he clearly knows Dean's work and Dean's way of life Mm -hmm. and Dean's options. And what does he expect Dean to do? Go work the Chipotle drive-thru in Toledo, Ohio six days a week? Hunter for hire. (sighs) That's still my vote. Agreed, but Sam's not offering up any options. He's... Just, he's not even proposing a business model for the work they do. He's just sitting back judging while accepting his weekly allowance. Yeah. (laughs) That's the worst kind of judgy, where they're judging you for how you get what you have, but still just happily taking what you have gained through your work. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sam! Uh, It's a newspaper case. Oh, yes. We have our... First morgue visit, but we spend a lot of time in morgues in the future. Yeah. Possibly our final library visit? I don't know. Possibly, because when they got there, all the computers were shut down, and mm-hmm. they have laptops now, like... Yeah. Motels, common theme. I just, I, I like looking at the motels because they obviously reuse the same sets over and over again, but they put so many great details in, into these motels. Yes, they they actually do. The The hotel room that they stay in is the same room every time. They just have one set that is dedicated motel room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, let's see. We have awesome Charlies. Yes. Charlies and Supernatural are just cool women. This is a big old theme. Smart Dean! Yes. Ugh. I love me smart Dean. Sam didn't know how to activate the night vision, and he asked his big brother for help. Aww. Yeah, I loved it. And then Sam was the one who figured out to use the mirror to have the ghost of the ghost kill the ghost is ghost... Ghost? 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 Ghost. Dead? Yeah. But, like me, Dean is very bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> He's like... That's like 600 years bad luck, huh? Yeah. <laughs> However, if he's right and it's 600 years, that might account for both of their times in hell. And purgatory. And, and purgatory. Anywhere else they go. It might account for even Castile's time in the nothing. Like, pfft. Mm. Um, and my last two little ones were, 
self-sacrifice and one brother trying to talk the other out of it, usually not successfully. Yep, that is big, big old theme. Because Sam's just oh, so happy to just throw himself at baby Mary. Because, last little theme, Sam is desperate to be normal. In fact, he says, you're so desperate to be normal, you ignored the fact that you saw your love dying. Yeah, like, I, I know that I myself struggle with denial on occasion, but to have your denial be so freaking big that you would ignore that? Like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine the guilt that he feels. <sighs> At the time, you can see how he would ignore it as a bad dream. Mm -hmm. And you can see how, with hindsight, he can see... Why he was so angry. Yeah. Because, of course, looking back, he can say, of course, it's all supernatural. Why wouldn't I think that this nightmare is a premonition? But then, would he have to say that about every nightmare he has? Mm -mm. You know? Yeah. So, I feel him. I, I still feel like he just should have been honest with I, I he should have been honest with Jess all right yes he should be guilty he should feel guilty he was a bad boyfriend bad honesty is the best policy unless you're on the <laughs> phone for a loved one trying to do bank things <laughs> then True. just lie your ass off and say yes I am loved one I have all of loved one's information <laughs> don't try and be honest and say I'm calling on loved one's behalf because That never works. I am loved one. I am loved one. (laughs) (laughs) Open your mind. Have no regrets. Hannah, what did you hate about this episode? Huh, I I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm not as emotionally invested as I used to be. But I hated that I wasn't really pulled into this episode. Yeah, no, it's kind of flat. Yeah, there, there's something, I don't know, lackluster about this episode. Like, I didn't get very many notes on it, which surprised me because every other episode, I've gotten like two and a half pages of notes. Mm-hmm. It is a good episode in the sense that it hits the same story notes the previous ones have hit. Mm-hmm. One of my big hates was... That it never hit the character notes. Yeah. We never get to know Charlie. Not really. They haven't worked out how to make great side characters consistently yet. Yeah. Like, I cared more about the family in Wendigo than in this one. And mm-hmm. we and we were complaining about not knowing those characters. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a... We don't know anything about her backstory, her family. We know her friends, but we don't really know her relationship with her friends. I guess good enough to get into her friends' houses. <laughs> yeah. Sneaking adult men in the window with yeah. with night vision cameras. <laughs> <laughs> she could have been a part of the hunt for the ghost in the mirror. She could have been an extra mirror smasher there. Yeah. She was already on the hunt. I don't know. The only thing we do know about her, she dated a guy who had mental issues. Mm-hmm. And so the the best detail we have about her background is about a guy. And... Doesn't uh, pass the Bechdel test. Oh, man. I don't think we have an episode yet that passes the Bechdel test. Because <laughs> we've had one woman actor <laughs> in each episode. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, fine. Hold on. This episode, Donna and 
Charlie to talk and Jill and Charlie talked. So this one had the, the most women in it. However, they were usually talking about the boys or about the dad. So... The other big thing that I didn't like about this, again, about the solving the fucking case. <laughs> yeah. They actually asked the question, how is Ghosty moving through all the mirrors? And then they never answer the question. Nope. They don't know how the Ghosty is moving through the mirrors. They never even address the question about how Ghosty can move through non-mirrors. <laughs> the ghost just lives in the light, as far as I can tell. They don't shatter the light. <laughs> nope. Like, I don't know, I'm not sure why they thought that it would work, but I'm glad it did. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy they solved, they quote-unquote solved the case, but they're not following procedure at all. <laughs> did you look at the itemized list, you guys? Did you look at it? Yeah. John, we need you in your itemized lists. But yeah, I think I just solved it. Mary lives in the light, and that's how she's able to fly from mirror to mirror and to reflective surfaces. Reflections. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so dumb. Baby Mary is a light being. Baby Mary's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> they just killed an angel with a mirror. <laughs> Hannah. Yes. What did you love about this episode? I love that they brought up this mental health issue. I like mm -hmm. that it was addressed. And I like that she felt responsible, but that they, like, tried to show her, like, hey, this wasn't your fault. He was going to do whatever he was going to do, and you probably couldn't have done anything to stop it. I like that. That's very true. That's a good point. I like that, too. Because I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of people who, suicide is an epidemic. Like, mm -hmm. it is, I don't know the statistics, but people seem to say that it's happening more and more, and... So there's so many people left behind wondering, like, could I have done anything? Is it my fault? Well, if I had only, you know, said this or not said that. But that's not the problem, really. Like, we just don't address There's only enough. so much you can do. Yeah, there is only so much you can do. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, when I was dealing with all of my crap, if I had been dead set on doing it, I could have done it, and nobody could have done anything to stop me. But that doesn't mean that it would have been anyone else's fault but my own. Well, yeah, like, when you were going through what you, what you went through, you accepted the help of your family. You accepted the love of your family. Yeah. You know? and But I could that... have just as easily, like, kept everything to myself and not opened up and taken mm -hmm. the, I hate to say, easy way out. But... Yeah. So, yeah, I liked... The addressing of mental health in this episode. <laughs> well, uh, with that said, I will say that I loved the rain sound effects yeah. around the car during their rainy car talk. <laughs> I always love their rainy car talks. They're, they were good sound effects. Just a little bit of a rumble of thunder in the background. The, the rain pinging off the metal of the car. It was So it was audibly pleasing for you. It was... A very good oral experience. Oral? <laughs> yes. A-U-R-A-L. Oral. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought you were saying a very good oral experience. <laughs> like O-R-A-L. You dirty bird. 
<laughs> I own it. I I also love the reveal of Sam's secret because I had forgotten. <laughs> and and it was a good secret. It it took me by surprise that they just dropped the mic on Sam having some sort of supernatural abil- ability, you know. Yeah. And, and and I like that they're the the way they're building this because in Phantom Traveler, where we had the demon, the, like, reference Jess, and then mm-hmm. now we have the dreams, and it's like the puzzle pieces are falling together. You can tell that Kripke had a plan yes. for the man with a plan. <laughs> man, we're going to have so many title options this episode. I think it should be Baby Mary. What about family style? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> You can tell that there's a plan, and they are dropping hints here and there about the story that's going to be coming together. Mm-hmm. And this was a bombshell that they dropped in such a subtle way. Oh, yeah, and, and, and in such a quiet episode to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, we have this classic monster of the week feel, and then mm-hmm. boom, truth. Yeah, the attention isn't on Sam at all. And then you think a secret is going to be like, I feel guilty for my girlfriend's death. And it ends up being, oh, yeah, I totally could have prevented her death. And I yeah, didn't. Yeah, because we're, we're like Dean. We're like, what are you mm-hmm. even talking about? That's not even a secret. I know this. And then when Sam's like, no, you don't know everything. And we're just like, oh, what? what's it going to be? I didn't have that reaction. I just rolled my eyes and Sam. I was like, yeah, whatever, Sam. Cuh, dramatic emo. <laughs> And then it was actually legit, and I felt a little guilty, and I took it back, and I apologized to fictional Sam. He accepts your apology, by the way. Oh, glad to know. Good to know. I mean, as the spokesperson for Sam, I mean, we we had words about this, and he totally forgives you. I feel better now. I I need to forgive myself, but it's good having his forgiveness. Yeah. Um, And I love seeing Jess. Just because Jess is the best. As we've established. I'm I'm never going to let this go. I'm never going to let it go. You'll see her again. No, but not enough. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. Next time, we're watching season one, episode six, Skin. <sighs> A serial killer shapeshifter adopts the likeness of Sam's college buddy to commit a gruesome murder. When the brothers investigate, the being <coughs> borrows Dean's form to continue the killing spree. <laughs> I'm going to have so much to say about this episode. I'm already thinking of things. I just remember skin shapeshifters, skin changers, mm-hmm. just are gross episodes. Yeah. Just lots of skin and goo. Yeah. But we come across skin changers a lot throughout the series. So it's going to be... Skin in- changers. Sorry, shapeshifters, whatever. <laughs> skin changers. Oh, is that a closet <laughs> full of skin? I'm going to wear this one today. It's very slimming. That's what Aria calls her closet. I'm just, this is my skin changer closet. Ugh. But yeah, it'll be interesting to watch it with the critical eye of how were they setting up the rules for the shapeshifters yeah. and how they follow those rules in the future. I, I think they stay pretty consistent with it, and I, I think the only change-up comes in when they're hunting alphas. 
Okay, we'll see. You know, there... That, that's my theory. There was even a shapeshifter episode in the latest season. Nice. I like consistency. So they, they keep going with shapeshifters. Oh, and there's a baby shapeshifter in the future, and baby yeah. shapeshifters are the cutest. I love baby shapeshifters. Not a baby shapeshifter, just jibba 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 Oh, yeah, I'll definitely... I, I, oof, I already thought of something. Ah, I'm excited. <laughs> Is it next week yet? <laughs> that should be our closeout. How is it next weekend? <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk next week's episode with you. But until then, if you want to find me on the interwebs, you can find me on Tumblr at Kindle Abroad. K-I-N-D-L-E-A-B-R-O-A-D. That's nice. Little sing-songy. It's a singing episode. If you want to reach me on Tumblr, you can do so at Jailbreak Fiend or Everything Overlord. Preferably Everything Overlord. Because it's my Misha blog. Ah, I love it. I love him. He's great. If you would like to reach the both of us, you can do so at SistersTalkBrothers at gmail.com. I do want to say, yeah, my wife only watches Supernatural for Misha. That he's the whole reason I started. I know, but if there is an episode without Castiel, she's nah, not that into it. <laughs> she's great. She's the best wife. I know. All right, and I guess that's gonna do it for us, huh? Yeah. Is it time to say goodbye? It is. It is. <laughs> so. Tune in next week for more monsters, more brothers, and more sisters. Family style. No, 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 no. Bye. Bye.